Episode 134, Role Reversal. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. Sorry, little pause while I actually move my microphone so my husband does not frown at me during the podcast. That's right. Hope you all are having a wonderful week. Um, very happy. Tony was away in Atlanta this past uh, three days for training, and he is home safe and sound. And it sounded uh, like she was happy that I was away, the way she was bringing that up, didn't it? No, well, you know, it's. I will say absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yes. It's always nice to have just a little break from the change. Um, but and it's always nice to be away and have some peace and quiet. I was going to say, he came home, you know, he's ready to go buy a new bed because apparently he slept on a sleep number bed. I don't know if any of you out there have sleep number beds, um, but Tony thought our bed was pretty nice up until he came home. And then this morning he wakes up and he's like, oh, yeah, oh, <laughs> and our bed is only, I think, nine years old, our mattress. So it's not like we're getting a new one anytime soon. So he may have to, unless some of you have slept on a sleep number and, um, you know, Share your comments with us. If anybody knows a, a sleep number rep that wants us to uh, put one to the test and talk about it on the show, that's another, another option wonderful. right there. Be wonderful. Let's get down to some business. Absolutely. Hey, the he zigs, she zags live event here in San Diego, October 13th. And we're doing something special for you guys here on the podcast. We're going to give you a $10 off coupon. So if you go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash live events, you'll be able to learn all about what we're doing on October 13th. This one is going to be all on communication. It's a two and a half hour workshop for singles, engaged, married couples. It's for all of you to come on out and learn loads more about communication, doing some fun stuff with your spouse, and obviously get to interact with Elise and I. Here's a cool thing. We're giving $10 off. So when you go through the checkout, just put podcast in the discount code box and that will give you $10 off each ticket you do purchase. And please, 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 please pass it along. It's going to be a great morning. Um, and, you know, for those of you like to have date days, make it a full day. Um, mm-hmm. If you're not in the San Diego area, come down to San Diego and spend the morning with us and the rest of the day having fun in the city. If you are in San Diego, get a sitter for the day or just plan on spending the day um, not only with us in the workshop in the morning, but then just spend some time that afternoon. Don't rush right back into the frenzy of life. Spend some time you know, together talking about what we talk about in the communication live event. Um, we're hoping to see many of you listeners. Speaking of listeners... I had the very um, mm-hmm. enormous privilege yesterday. I, I, we had mentioned um, a few episodes back that we had been invited to Joe and Kiana's pre-union that they were having here in San Diego, not San Diego, in uh, Southern California. They are listeners of ours from Colorado who are getting married and because they've got family spread throughout um, and not everybody would be able to make it to their wedding, they were doing these pre-union celebrations of their upcoming marriage and so I the kids and I drove up and um you know it was just it was such a fun day and just such a blessing to be with them and to hear their story you know with voices Mm -hmm. instead of these emails that we uh, fly back and forth to each other and um just 
you know, they kept thanking me for coming, but really it was just a treat to be invited and to get to spend time with them, um, get to hear them talk about the podcast and the impact the podcast has made in their relationship and um, just in how they're looking forward to their marriage and through what they've learned um, from not just the podcast, but also from you. Kiana spoke so much about the one community and that support and the conversations that happen on there. And that's all because of you guys. Um, so it was really neat to hear the impact that all of you have had on another's relationship. Um, so thank you to all of you. And I wish Tony had been there yesterday to meet them face to face. But it was a real treat for me. Unfortunately, yep. I was flying all day or most of the day yesterday back from Atlanta to mm-hmm. San Diego. So here's one thing I wanted to bring up this week. And, and I think many of you may experience this sometimes in your marriage, in your sexual intimacy. For the last, I want to say, how long has it been, babe? Four? I don't know how long has it been since what? Four weeks or so. Just Oh, oh okay. To, I thought we were jumping into, okay, you're talking no. about, okay. Yeah, it's probably been two, eh, maybe four weeks on the outside. I'm thinking like two or three weeks. Okay. What, one way that I'm able to give pleasure to Elisa is with my fingers. And it's been really interesting, though, over these last three or four weeks. I'm going to say I have tried numerous times to do this with her. And it's pretty much a no-fail. I mean, I can pretty much guarantee up until this point that I could give her an orgasm this way. Unfortunately, it just hasn't been happening. And it's really been interesting that time and time again, we've gone to either oral or it's just gone straight to a quickie because Elisa is just like, it's not working. The other day, or I, w- I want to say like last week sometime, and something we have mentioned before that we have and use is a little finger vibrator. And the, the darn thing, the batteries have died out on it. <laughs> so we, we need to get new batteries. But I was telling Elisa, I'm like, you know, we need to get that working because that might be the... The, just a little maybe a breakdown mm. because sometimes for many of us you know we do the same thing over and over again and it can lose some of that excitement some of that thrill oral sex for Elisa does not lose that there are times of the month when we cannot do that but I just wanted to bring that up to you guys because even for us y- you know we have done this for years and we have come against sort of like a, a brick wall here mm-hmm it's nothing a speed bump yeah it's nothing horrible i mean usually it's just sort of like me personally as a husband i enjoy getting lisa off and have and allowing her to have the orgasm so when she's just sort of going eh, just go get a condom let's just get this over with it's a bit of a lit down at the same time i realize that you know there's something else possibly going on and sometimes you know you guys know this because we've talked about this too, is that, you know, when there are different stressors, different things going on. Your you, mind's in other places. Your mind's in other places. And, and I know for me, I have been trying to like focus, 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 pray, focus, pray, focus, pray. <laughs> um, you know, and so it's, it's not, you know, it's not to the point where we're not having sex. Oh no. I want to make that very clear. It's not, there, there's no, the rejection of that going on. It's just the stimulation has been different. Right. And what hasn't changed, though, is our communication about it. Right. And the fact that, you know, I'm not like, yeah, that feels good. Okay, that's good. That's good. That's good. Move on. Faking it. 
or just completely shutting down on him. I'm just like, I don't know, for whatever reason, it's not, it's not working. So let's do something else. Right. Um, because I still enjoy our time together. And that's, you know, that's one of the things we want to make clear to you guys is that especially in your physical intimacy, you need to be communicating. Right. About it. And, and if something's not, you know, something that's always worked is now not working, share that. Don't fake it. Just say, I don't know really what's going on. Or if you do know what's going on, say this is what's going on. Um, Hence why we need to get our batteries replaced in our little I just, finger I have vibrator. to look up the battery because it's, you know. It's a small one. It's probably like a hearing aid battery or something. I don't know. It's little. <laughs> and then I got to find out where to get it. But Right. Um, or we can just go look for I might a just go one. buy a new one. I, I think it's probably this. cheaper just to buy a new one than. We could always try something new. Probably go. wouldn't hurt. <laughs> we also need to try our paints. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, I have to ask you the question. So there was what? this video at church this morning where they were yeah. using the black light. Oh yeah. Did it cross your mind when you saw the black light in the video? Oh totally. Okay, because it crossed my mind. They were they showed this artist painting, and then all of a sudden they turn off the lights. So I don't know if I'd call Michael an artist. It was artwork. I know, but I, I don't know if I'd call Michael an artist. Well, somebody that creates artwork is an artist. Okay. <laughs> I think he was just sort of painting more than just being okay well <laughs> it was yes, artwork I, yes, that involved a black thinking. light and i had the when they flipped the switch in the video i was like oh our black light paints yes, so anyway we need to use those too we, well yes maybe the weekend that the kids are gone oh our anniversary weekend our anniversary that weekend that would be a great perfect. thing yes but that's not what we're talking about tonight nope so yeah. let's get into what we're talking about tonight and it's something that is becoming more and more prevalent Something that we hear about more and more often is that a lot of wives out there, they're initiating. They're listening to the podcast. They're going after it. They're trying to make changes in the marriage, in your marriage. And what's ending up happening, they're getting rejected. And we're hearing from this and we're seeing this. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty mind-boggling to me, but because of the relationship Elise and I have. And at the same time, I can understand what's going on mm-hmm. in the sense that I don't even know if I'd call it a role reversal. What I really think a lot of it comes down to is that men in your husband's possibly have been rejected by you, that this is a retaliation. There's stressors. These are, just, these are just different things that I'm throwing out there. I, I don't know what it would be in your marriage, but these are things that could possibly be happening in your marriage. There's stressors. I, I've heard from a number of folks, video gaming, <laughs> lots of it by, by husbands, totally tuning out. Pornography, I do believe, is another big one. Mm-hmm. There's possibly an emotional affair happening, possibly even a sexual affair. These are just a number of things. I don't know what else would you put on that list. No, those are, you know, when, when we see these messages, um, you know, sometimes when we receive emails from you guys, those of you that have written to us, you know, it's kind of like a, we kind of go on a detective hunt, um, you know, writing back to you saying, okay, well, you know, what's going on? What else is going on? When did this start? Were there, you know, can you pinpoint circumstances where all of a sudden, you know, he shut down or pulled back or withdrew or however you want to, um, however you want to say that. And, you know, it becomes one of those things where we start putting the, putting the puzzle pieces together and start asking you to fill these, fill in the gaps for us. Cause sometimes when we get an email, it's, 
you know, my husband doesn't want to have sex anymore and I don't know why. And so what we want to talk about tonight is really uncovering those things in your own marriage because you've obviously identified the problem. The problem is, is that you're making these moves, but you're not getting reciprocated action. Right. And a big thing here too, is that for you wives out there that this is happening to you, we want you to know you're not alone. Mm-hmm. This, this is happening and this is going on. And if you can remember some months back, we talked about the high desire and the low desire spouse. And this is, this is possibly one of those instances in your marriage in particular, you are the high desire spouse. Nothing wrong with it. In every marriage, we're going to have a high desire spouse and a low desire spouse. You want to have sex two or three times a week. He only wants to have it once. That's the difference between the high desire and the low desire spouse. And it's going to happen in each of our marriages. Our marriage, for instance, I'm considered typically the high desire spouse. Mm -hmm. Although as this year has gone on, I feel like we're almost even keel. I mean, there are just times for me where I'm not as high desire as I can recall myself being last year or even five, six years ago. And that I think has to do with a lot of things. I mean, we, you just have a lot more on your plate right now. Yeah. And so I think just those external forces oh, yeah. are suppressing that, not to the point where we aren't having sex. It's just, you know, he's, he's a little bit closer to my level of desire. So it's kind of nice. Um, but all that's to say when you're faced with this problem of ladies, and I, I am going to point out, I'm going to say ladies here cause we often do talk about, um, the women being the one to do the rejection. So now we're talking about men being the ones to reject. You need to do some investigating. You can't just say, well, he doesn't want to have sex and leave it at that and let this problem balloon in your relationship. You know, this is going to take questioning. It's going to take having those conversations. And I understand from the emails we've received, these are not easy conversations to have. Not at all. Uh, because you're having, to, you're having to approach some sticky subjects. And, and the answers may not be answers that you want to hear on a lot of different levels. If there are affairs going on, if there's pornography going on, those are, those are going to be circumstances that you're going to have to both make the decision to work through. Mm -hmm. It's a very conscious thing. You can't just sweep this stuff under the rug and say, okay, well, I know about it. It's not, you know, out of sight, out of mind. That's not the case. If there are other addictions going on that are pulling him away from you, all of these behaviors are going to have to be dealt with. He is going to have to seek help. And he's going to have to make the decision to do so because until your spouse decides that they want to change, no amount of prodding, nagging, threatening, uh, giving ultimatum, like ultimatuming, giving ultimatums, none of that is going to work until he decides that he's ready to make a change. And from my perspective as a husband, And this is something that I dealt with with Elisa for the longest time when she would reject me. One of the biggest things that I had to do and you as a wife now need to do again, it's a, it's a bit of a role reversal, but I don't truly believe that it is that much because in our, in our relationship, in our marriage, 
we come into it a hundred percent each. And just like when Elisa would reject me, you are now getting, you are now getting rejected. So you're going to have to play the role that I had to play. And that was, is I had to really start sitting down with Elisa and letting her know how much it hurt when she did this. Mm -hmm. And I had to call her out on it. And sometimes she didn't like to hear that. It wasn't easy for her to hear that. And yet she had to know when it was happening. And so after we had these conversations, it wasn't uncommon for me to say, hey, right now, what you're doing, you're rejecting me. You're you're making it a point to just sit in the bathroom than to come to bed. You're making it a point to read than coming to bed. For you, if it's your spouse and he's playing video games mm-hmm. up until all hours of the night, you know, five nights a week or whatever, I'm not saying gaming is bad, but anything that's taken to an extreme or excess and ex- is excluding you two from sexually being intimate together needs to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. And that might be one of those things. It's like, hey, honey, when you do this, I am being rejected. I am being let down because you believe that this game that you're playing is more important than the, the emotional and the physical time that we could be having together. And that needs to be discussed. I think what Elisa's getting to when it talks about the major changes is, you know what? Pornography does pull men away physically. And here's why. And I'm going to tell you the ins and outs because I was doing it for long enough that I know. Most men and gals, if you're, watch, if you're watching it as well, we're masturbating. We're masturbating to whatever we're viewing, be it a physical magazine or on the computer. Most of it's on the computer these days. There is no release anymore. The release is happening on the screen. For some, like myself, when I was doing it, that could be one time a day. It could be four or five times a day. I've heard of men who have honestly masturbated themselves to the point where their penis was raw. Do you think that they want to have any sexual intimacy with you? It's a big issue and it needs to be addressed, you know? And again, the talking, the communicating, the figuring out what's going on Mm -hmm. needs to come out. Here are some, here are some things that I believe, especially when it comes to electronics, man, if the gaming is getting too much, then it needs to be put away. Gaming or computer use. Or, yeah. And it's, it's, you know, sitting on the computer, surfing Facebook or, you know, whatever you're doing. Sports yeah. Center, ESPN. Right. It, it needs to happen. Um, the rejection that you feel, though, I, I completely and utterly can relate. Because when it's happening to you, you feel alone. Mm-hmm. You feel like crap because you're looking at yourself and going, what am I doing? I feel great. I feel amazing. I look great. 
you know, all of this is going through your mind like, what am I doing wrong? I'm going to tell you, you're not doing anything wrong. You're a beautiful human being. You're probably doing everything you possibly can. And it's not you. It's your spouse that is sitting there not realizing the impact they're having. And I want to say to you, I mean, did you realize the impact that you were having when you would say, when you would take that time or read your book longer or? Oh, no, I was oblivious. It really wasn't until we did our 60 days. Uh, And for those of you that don't know, back in 2008, Mm -hmm. Tony and I, and new listeners, you probably aren't aware of this, but in 2008, uh, Tony and I attempted a... (laughs) We call them our sex challenges. And we attempted to have sex for two months, 60 days. And we ended up doing 40 out of 60. And it wasn't until we were in that period where I didn't have my excuses to use. I didn't have my grab bag of I'm going to fold laundry tonight or I'm going to read my book because we were on the clock every day. Mm-hmm. That's when I realized what had been happening the first 11 years of our marriage. Right, and we've had numerous couples go through our seven days of sex challenge, mm-hmm. and you can pick up that at sevendaysofsex.com. It's a book. It's our guide that will help you go through each and every day, and it has impacted thousands of couples. That might be something for the two of you to work through, you know, because we're going to give you specific activities to do each day. And the greatest thing is as you're leading up to it, the best thing is that you're setting yourselves up. Mm-hmm. You're talking together, you know, getting him involved, making him realize that, you know what? This is something that I enjoy doing with you and making him aware of this, you know, Oh, no, I was just saying, and I, I want to speak to the guys because Tony was right. The first 11 and a half, almost 12 years of our marriage, I was really oblivious to the fact that I was rejecting Tony on a regular basis. It, it honestly never crossed my mind. I just figured, well, if I didn't want to have sex, I didn't want to have sex. And for me, it was just, I would find other things to do. And, and yes, we were also dealing with his pornography addiction. That was part of it. We had serious financial stresses for some of those years. And, and I'm not saying that these aren't issues in your marriage as well, but we never talked through why I wasn't more receptive. And what I would say to you guys, if you're the ones that are saying no, or if you hear from your wife, you know what? I want to have sex with you. Why aren't, why aren't you reciprocating that? Why don't you want to have sex with me? I want to feel connected to you. I mean, these are all things that maybe you've heard. Maybe she sounds like a broken record because she said th- these things so often listen to her. She's not saying this because for the most part, she's not saying this because she's some sex crazed woman that that just wants to, you know, have sex 24 seven. There might be somebody out there listening, but for the most part, who we hear from are wives that just want to have sex with their husbands a couple times a week. Maybe even they'd be happy if they got a couple times a month Mm -hmm. because they feel so isolated from you. And, And I get that because now I understand what I was doing. So guys, you need to listen to your wives when they say this. And if you've got stressors at work or you know financial pressures or things that you have not shared with your wives, and, but it's weighing on you, you need to clue her in. There's the, the verse in the Bible, and it is our verse for one extraordinary marriage, where the two shall become one. 
That means that she has been brought alongside as your helpmate to help carry those burdens. You do not have to be the hero in the family that shoulders everything and you can't tell your wife if there's any problems. Don't let her be surprised when somebody comes knocking on the door with financial papers. Let her know what's going on. If there are pressures from work, if you are dealing with addiction, she probably already knows or has at least suspected. Do yourselves both the favor and come clean and seek help. Because your addiction is not just going to destroy your life. It's going to destroy her life. If you have children, it will rock their world. And it has this incredible ripple effect. Your physical intimacy is a, is a symptom of that. So whether it's stress or some type of addiction, or, or you've, you know, you're dealing with other rejection issues from you know, before your marriage or whatever it is, you need to spend the time and clue your wife in. Because it's just like we talk about it when a guy is being rejected so many times from his wife. We can only, as human beings, we can only stand rejection for so long. Mm-hmm. And then we seek comfort or connection somewhere else. Right. Uh, and here's the big thing, folks. You have to be direct. Wives, you have to be direct and intentional well before you end up in the bedroom. This, this is the big thing I think many of us will try and do. Well, what we'll try and do instead is we'll try to make those little passes right before we want to have sex. And we're getting rejected. And so the easiest thing for us to do is not to say anything at that time. We'll hold it in. This is what I used to do. I used to just hold it in. That's ah, okay. I, I mean, yeah, I'm bummed out and I'm, I'm flustered and I'm frustrated. And yet I wouldn't do anything more. It wasn't until Elisa and I got real with each other when we weren't about to have sex. When we would get face to face and we would talk through this issue. Honestly, openly, we take off our masks that's when we had big breakthroughs because really at that point in time, I had nothing to lose. I knew I wasn't going to have sex anyways, cause that's not what I was trying for. Mm-hmm. What I wanted us to be able to do was find out ways that we could connect before we got into the bedroom. So what would that mean? What does that look like? Little cues that can happen. Here, here's, a, here's a big thing that I think many of us fall victim to is that in the media and everything around us, initiating sex is like this big ordeal. And we really believe that it has to be over the top nowadays. Like rose petals and violins and fireworks and whatever it might be where we really need to embrace and smile and look at those small things that do happen because guys, if your wife is initiating and her initiating to you might mean that she's just grabbing you close and she grabs your butt, you know, for her, that is initiating and that is huge. It might mean that she just grabs your hand 
or rubs your shoulder. But you guys need to talk about that so mm-hmm. you understand what the initiating is. Right. You need to know what the cues are. Well, you need to know what the cues are because we have been conditioned, unfortunately, to have our spouses come in the bedroom in this negligee or whatever she might be wearing, jump on the bed, scream at the top of her voice, you know, in just sheer excitement. It doesn't happen. It, I mean, it does at times, but not every single time. It just doesn't. Come on. For many of us, we have kids in the house, first off. You know? And, and that in Sorry, itself. That's just making me laugh because I think about all the, the couples that are participating in the seven days of sex challenge and all their creative ways of getting around the kids sleeping in the house. Right. But I'm just saying... Realize that, that initiating physical intimacy, your spouse, your wife is trying to let you know. The thing is that the two of you guys need to know. So for wives, how do you, how do you initiate? Mm-hmm. What, what are your cues? Write down what you believe are your cues and be able to say those and look at those and succinctly go to your spouse and go, hey, honey. When I'm doing this, this is me initiating. He may not even know. Truly, he may not even know. I've heard from enough guys now that they think that like the fireworks are supposed to just be exploding like all over the place. When really their spouse, you, wives are just going, hey, honey, you look really hot. You know, it's those simple little grabs. It might be the night she comes to bed without the sweatpants on. Right. I mean, it, it could be that subtle, but you need to know. You guys need to have that conversation. And I just, I have to say real quick, just an interjection yeah, here. Go for it. Um, I hopped onto the one page, mm-hmm. Facebook page. And Tony, before we start podcasting, typically puts on, which is what we're, we're getting ready to record and whatever the topic's going to be. And so he said, behind the microphones and getting ready to podcast, this week's show is on role reversal rejection, wives initiating and getting turned down. And so we had a gentleman respond first with the question, does that happen? Um, Because for a lot of people, it seems hard to believe that that would. And then we had three women respond after that saying, yes, more than you know, happens to me all the time. Uh So, you know, guys, rejection happens on both sides of the bed. It does. But when it's happening in your marriage, whichever side you're on, it hurts. Mm -hmm. And it wounds deeply. And it's one of those areas of your marriage that takes a while to heal when those wounds um, are allowed to fester through repeated rejection. Right. And we've heard from enough of you that we know this is a topic that we need to talk about. It's a topic that we need to bring out that there are wives all over the world because you guys know we're, we're listened to all over the world who are being rejected and they hurt. And guys, this is one of those areas where, you know, men, you can step up and you can ease your wife's pain. You can make a decision once you've had this conversation and you understand what her cues are. I mean, and she may just be, you know, very direct and straightforward and say, I want to have sex with you tonight. Okay, well, you know, it's very clear. And sometimes, lady, there's nothing wrong with being direct. Not at all. It, it, it cuts through all of the 
you know, I think, and you know, maybe, eh, I'm, I think I'm giving him a clue, but I don't know if he's paying attention. So is he going to get, sometimes you just got to be direct and say, I'm ready to go right now. Mm-hmm. And guys, when you hear that, take, <laughs> let her take the lead. Yeah. Let her take your hand and take you into the bedroom or take you into the living room or out to the RV or the deck or wherever and have some time together. Spend that time physically connecting and being one with your wife. Mm-hmm. She chose you. You chose her. The rejection patterns that we get into are so damaging and even though the, it takes a while to heal, the change can start to happen with one decision. It's one decision. Right. And one of the biggest decisions you can make, I'm telling you, start off with the seven days of sex challenge. And then from there, you go right into the intimacy lifestyle. You have to. It, it is, it, it's paramount. I, I truly believe, and we've heard it time and time again, couples that pick up and start the intimacy lifestyle and carry it through have been able to see a change in their marriage, a change in their emotional intimacy, a change in their spiritual intimacy, a change in their sexual intimacy. Why is that? Because each of you are initiating each week. It becomes not the spouse with the high desire to always initiate. And that is huge. It allows both partners to initiate and realize and understand that the spouse is initiating. How do I respond? Because in a couple of days, I'm going to be initiating. And how do I expect and want my spouse to respond to me? It makes you think. I'm telling you, it will make you think about if you're going to reject your spouse, because in a couple of days, if it's her turn, you, you don't want to be rejected. I'm telling you, you, you feel that pain mm-hmm. and, and you don't want that to happen again. What it allows you to do though, emotionally, you begin to connect, you begin to talk more, you get to figure out what is happening in your lives. Stop shutting down folks. Stop holding everything in. You got to be able to trust that spouse, that wife, that husband that you sleep next to. Because once you are able to trust them wholly and fully, you'll be able to let go of this power trips or these games you're trying to play with each other and rejecting your spouse. And that's that I'm 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 saying this to you men. I'm really am digging into you guys right now because I understand where you're at. I understand the, the, the financial tension you might be under the work situation you may be under whatever those issues that are really laying upon you speak up, let your spouse be able to hear what's happening. Let her be able to pray over you and with you because those things are happening to many of us each and every day. You know, hey, listen, listen to a couple episodes back with Elise and I stuff that I've laid out on the line. You know, there are tough things that are just happening. But when you can just open up, it frees you. It frees you to let go. 
and just truly love on your spouse and love on your wife. So when she does initiate, you're sitting there going, I got it. I see it. We've talked about it. She just did it. There's the cue. She grabbed my hand or she touched my neck the way she told me or she, you know, blew into my ear, bit my ear, what, whatever it might be. You know, I don't know, whatever it might be. But you, she did it and you got it. And at that point in time, you take advantage because you got a beautiful woman right there beside you who wants to take you to bed. Well, and I want to share, um, we actually had a comment this week. Okay. Or an email that came to One Extraordinary Marriage um, from a listener in Alabama. Mm-hmm. And it was a response to uh, the newsletter, How to Stop Rejection in Your Bedroom. Yes. He had signed up for the newsletter and had gotten the article, How to Stop Rejection in Your Bedroom. And here's what he had to say. And it ties very much into this. He said, it reminded me that I'd been meaning to email you for quite some time to say thanks with a big exclamation point after. I first read about your intimacy lifestyle a couple years ago and proposed trying it to my wife. It hasn't been without some hiccups and missteps along the way, but it has made a tremendous difference in our marriage. We have gone from being intimate about three times a month and me feeling utterly rejected to averaging almost eight times a month. Right on. I think we have both stepped up the quality as well. My wife, uh, when he talks about her initiating, she said, he says it usually consists of her saying, do you want to fool around right before we go to bed? But hey, it's better than no initiation ever like it was before. Right. I love your podcast. And again, just wanted you to know that you've definitely made a difference in at least one relationship. Amen. And there it is. Did you guys catch it? What does she say? Do you want to fool around? Man, to me, that's normal. That is awesome. It may be normal, but it's awesome. Because in most of our marriages, we do not have the you know the sparks and everything happening so it's for them to get to that point to me that is absolutely god right there going i worked i'm doing my work in you guys right they they have decided to commit to one another and, you know, he says right along. And quite honestly, our intimacy lifestyle has not been without hiccups and missteps along the way. And there have been weeks when we've skipped or not felt well or life happens or I get my period and I didn't initiate the day before or whatever it might be. We've had our own issues with the intimacy lifestyle. You work through it and you say, you know what, next week we're right back into his days and her days. And, and ours are not really, for the most part, Ours are not anything more than I can go to Elise and go, you know what? I'm feeling it tonight. You know, it could be tonight. And I'm just going, hey, babe, I'm feeling it tonight. Okay, that's it. And if it's hers, you know, usually it's, she'll just come to bed and she'll be like, hey, what's happening? Hey. You know, it's just one of her little. You get your little sexy voice on. Hey. hey. You know, but that's all it is. It's enough for me. And, and I will say, there are nights when I sit there and I'm just like. Really? Tonight? I'm sort of tired. It's sort of late. I want to get up early. I want to I want to work out. I'd like to get, you know, six solid hours of sleep. This is going to cut into that. You know, these are things that are going through my mind. And yet, I have a choice. I have a choice. I can love on this beautiful woman who's right here next to me, who wants to make love to me, who wants to have fun with me, or I could roll over and reject her. What, and did you notice what everything that you said prior to that was? What? I want to. 
uh, you know, I want to do this. I want to do that. It's all about me, 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 me. Right. And then you stop yourself and you say, no, really, it's about us. Right. Because that's what rejection is. Rejection is selfishness. It's when it becomes all about you. I want things my way. I want to do this. I want to play video games. I want to stay on the computer. I want to um, dwell in my own burdens. I, I want to you know, carry that all myself. I want to, I want to, I want to. And it's when you change your perspective to say this marriage is not all about me. This is about the two of us. And how do we connect and grow? Right. So guys, the way that you connect with your wife is you listen to her or to her cues. Once you know what they are, and ladies, you do have to tell your men what your cues are. Mm-hmm. Re- remember, we say that nobody in a marriage has ESP. So if you don't tell them, don't expect them to know Right. on either side of the bed. So get those cues down. Respond to them in love. And remember, it is not all about you. It is about the we. Yeah, can't say it any better. So guys, listen, you know, that's the big thing. You got some beautiful women right there beside you. So listen to them, you know, serve them. Figure out what's happening to both of you, both of you. The the biggest thing I'm going to say is that you need to talk about these things before you're in your bedroom. You got to talk about it before you're in the bedroom because that's where you're able to flush out what's happening all right we have come to the end of this week's show and you know one thing i want to say again is please check out one extraordinary marriage.com slash live events that is our october 13th live event on communication all about communicating with your spouse so that you can have that spiritual intimacy you want, the financial intimacy, intimacy, the sexual intimacy you want with your spouse. For those of you who listen to us, when you go there and you check out, you're getting a $10 discount. All you got to do is put podcasts in that discount code box and you're in for $10 off. All right. We love you guys. We hope you have a fantastic week. And until next week, We love you.